Welcome to the F1 Money Gang Pickums presented by Grid Rivals. Yes, this is probably one of many shows that we're going to be doing here. Um, this is strictly Pickums apps only. Uh, we will maybe touch on like some DFS at times and fantasy leagues, but today our main focus is just going to be the Pickums uh, side of the app. Uh, as you guys know, we have the Discord channel. You can find us in there. We are talking odds live constantly uh, happening 24-7, especially right now. So um, come and talk to Qatar Grand Prix uh, betting if you want in Grid uh, I'm sorry, in our Discord. But our main focus today is going to be Pickums. And I got our one and only Lights Out Bets F1. What's going on? Hey man, good to be here. I think we're both pasting on smiles after that shit show of a sprint race to bet on. <laughs> yeah. But we're oh. back for more pain tomorrow, baby. It's been super painful. And for the listeners, if you have been living under a rock or have never followed F1, well, let me just tell you, it was a shit show. So this weekend, I will just touch on the few things that we noticed. Uh, I would, the things that we would say, the variables that we were not expecting, which was one, Qatar, it's not the typical, you know, motorsports track for an, or at least I would say an F1 car. It's it, any car can go on there, but it is really made for MotoGP. I think you pointed that out. Been there twice, I think in the past two years or past three years. I'm sorry. Before that, I don't. I couldn't recall the last time they were there. I think it was like in the 2000s. So it's not a typical track that they're used to. Throw in that it's a sprint week weekend, so you have less tires. Pirelli doesn't know how their tires are going to react at this track too. And then the elements at Qatar, which was traction being you know very critical between the sand, new surface. And then the one thing that was the massive variable in the entire weekend which could still won't play in as big an effect as it was today but it could play tomorrow just depends on how these drivers are track limits obviously that was a crucial thing in qualifying they just delete your time and that's where we're having trouble but with the race you do get a little bit of leniency to a point then penalties will start getting uh, accounted for at that point. So those were just a few variables to call out. It was very tough, tough day. Yes, it's like we battled and we're licking our wounds a little bit today. Um, but I'm excited, man. I I, I want to focus on, on Grid Rival. Um, you know, for most of the listeners that may not know what Grid Rival is, um, obviously, if you've been playing price picks, underdog, you guys understand that the concept of pick them, you got to pick multiple, you know, drivers and then you pair them up. Maybe you go up to like five, six X and then your, your winnings go from like two X to whatever it was. I don't, I can't remember what the max is at this point, but grid rival has been, has launched a beta for a lot of us, uh, including myself, which I've dived into. And quite honestly, man, I've never been a big fan of pick them until you introduced it to me actually and i downloaded my two apps i think it was price picks and underdog i was entered into a whole new world i didn't like it <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i didn't like it at first 
but then I started getting the understanding and I saw that there was value, especially with F1, obviously. And that's where I've strictly focused. Um, but Grid Rival launched, they have a beta. And quite honestly, and I, I kid you guys not, this app is actually pretty badass, uh, especially because they are just focused on motorsports. So NASCAR, MotoGP, um, the especially F1, of course. And, you know, I've been kind of getting into the ear and saying, you've got to get me IndyCar. IndyCar is something I really want. And it may go further beyond with the WEX series, IMSA. You never know. So beautiful app is something that I just absolutely love. And if you guys want a promo code, you can find it. You can download the app. It's just right there in our links, in our description. So mobile only. But before I've dominated what Grid Rivals is, I wanted to get Malcolm to talk a little bit about it. Yeah, I think you you nailed it. You summed it up. They're a really approachable group. And you can tell that everybody involved over there is a motorsport fan. It really shines through in the way they've developed their product. Uh, they really take a bottom-up approach. Their whole angle is the motorsports crowd is one big enough that it justifies its own uh, betting company provide you know fun and entertaining options on the sports book and on the pick'em side and fantasy um, and two it's untapped and it's it's largely ignored by major sports books and and uh, DFS apps the way these apps typically work is they take more of a top-down approach focus naturally on the major sports uh, the mainstream sports we call them NFL, NBA, MLB are the main ones over here in North America. And, uh, you know, they, they take a lot of action. So at the end of the day, their, their motorsports line makers don't have nearly enough resources. Sometimes it's a guy just simply copying other books lines. Uh, Grid Rival is, is not taking that approach at all. They're, they're doubling down on the opportunity, the growth we're seeing in, in not just Formula One, but all of the Formula Leagues and all the motorsports leagues. And just a really exciting partnership for us because, uh, you know, if, if somebody, in our discord or even somebody on Twitter, like has a, a good idea, tags us, tags them. They'll actually listen to it and, and check it out. So we're already seeing some of our input um, showing up in a lot of their line options and just couldn't be happier to, to be working alongside these guys as they grow, as we go, as we grow, we think it's a fantastic partnership. And uh, you know, between me, Capper and the listeners, some of their lines are, are pretty loose as they, as they still figure out how to, how to um, fine tune their projections and stuff. So We'll hopefully take advantage um, of a few of those tonight. To to be totally upfront, Capper and I intentionally didn't look at any lines before this show. So the idea is uh, the listeners and the viewers that take the time to listen to this, not just for not just for Qatar tomorrow, but also for for uh, any GP weekend when you're building your picks, you can see our thought process and how we think through this stuff and how the driver's positions, what we think will happen, how that stacks up or how that impacts the bottom of the grid, you know, how like total expected finished drivers, classified drivers, how that influences the lines, et cetera. So excited to do this. Uh, we want to keep it short and just bang out kind of, you know, our top two or three plays on grid rival. We will also look at underdog and prize picks towards the end and uh, get you guys some, some plays so that you can get them booked in before the race tomorrow, which is, yeah. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time, I believe. So we've got 1 p.m. You know. Eastern. Yep. Yep. Um, no, and, and it's really awesome description there of, uh, and that's why we have you, right? You really get in depth uh, with how these apps work. Um, you really get it. They are definitely great. 
uh, I think that's probably why I latch on, but also just the, the user interface um, from a usability perspective. Uh, I've used price pick I've used underdog and I got to say grid rivals just seems to seems to just catch my eye more, more than anything. I, I would say out of all the three, I would definitely call that out as one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, there is definitely an opportunity. We can go through it. Like, Malcolm just said, uh, we have not actually looked at the lines. I actually said after the race today, um, I wasn't going to even just look. I just needed a little break. Also, there was a big football game I had to watch this afternoon. So um, that was probably another reason. But without further ado, I will share my screen. I'm going to let everyone know it's a mobile app only. So unfortunately, yeah. I can't pull it up on the web. I wish I could, Ross. If you're listening, give us get get us that uh, that web based. Um, but let me at least share my screen because I got screenshots from one of our own in the Discord, so we can all take a look together, and it, you can actually see it. So um, you can actually get a get an idea of what this thing looks like. So no, not much of a difference, you know, better or worse. You won't get confused. By the way, you you'll see better or worse, which is kind of nice. I like that. So let's let's go ahead and dive into it. So this is the first four, and obviously it's going to be the top guys. You're not going to really see Max for Stappen, and that's kind of common, right? You're not going to see that really with underdog. I think we saw it once in the past eight weeks, nine or longer than that. But we got Sergio Perez, six and a half, Lewis Hamilton, three and a half, Lando Norris, four and a half, and Charles Leclerc, six and a half. And before anything else, I got to make sure I remember the grid, this, what the grid is going to be like. All yeah. I mixed that up, up with well. the sprint, uh, mm -hmm. the sprint race, too. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'll just rattle how, it off. How do you want? How do you want? Do you want me to go through all of them first, and then we come back, or do you, should we just focus on these four and go to the next? What do you want to do? Maybe let's do um. Just just go over all the options first, then maybe we'll focus on like the top half of the grid. Okay. All right. So, called off these four. The next four we got George Russell at three and a half, Carlos Sainz six and a half, Lance Stroll thirteen and a half, Esteban Ocon nine and a half. Pierre Gasly, nine and a half. Albon, 11 and a half. Yuki, 11 and a half. Daltry Botas, 11 and a half. Magnuson, 15 and a half. Nico, 15 and a half. Joe, 15 and a half. Logan, 15 and a half. Wow. And then Piastri, four and a half. And then Alonzo, five and a half. And one thing I do want to call out um, the biggest difference you guys are going to see out of this is Grid Rivals gives you all these options. Most of the other guys won't do it. I think price picks probably is the one when it comes to positioning is going to be the, the least amount. And then UD maybe has a little bit more. Here's an, here's a, here's a good one. I do want to call out one other thing before. And I, I know I'm getting ADD with this. One thing grid rivals does. They do matchups as well. And this yep. is one of my favorites and you can combine the matchups with the positioning and it's basically implying all the implied kind of odds here are going to be similar to what they have, but you might catch some, some fun ones. So we got some matchups, but we'll get into the matchups in a second. Let's go back. Whoops. Um, 
So we had Perez six and a half, Hamilton three and a half. I, my strategy when I've approached this thing, and let me know what your thoughts are. I like to do two cards first off for all the listeners. I'm a two card guy. I like to maybe pick three. three I would like to get three two cards made up with grid rivals. Sometimes I go four. Very rarely do I go beyond that, but that's just the way I look. And I try to combine lately. What I've been trying to do is finding one of those bottom feeders in the 15 and a half, because you just saw we had four or five in, or let's just say four, right at this point that were 15 and a half with one of the guys that's in that five and a half, six and a half range. Cause someone's not going to be in there. So that's where I try to focus my attention on is who are those, those, likely guys to be better or worse in those two range combine them and then i'll keep finding the others so yep yeah i think that makes total sense like um for the average player who's just starting out their pick journey focusing on two and three picks is the way to go until you get your feet under you mm-hmm. um you probably underestimate just how hard it is to get five drivers right in an f1 race there's just so much variance especially going into tomorrow's race we have a lot of things to consider so before i go in depth on what all the different factors are i just strongly suggest stick to two and three picks at least off the start Um, yeah nothing wrong with some four and fives if our confidence level is high oh yeah on a a track like monaco where you know there's only a give or take a couple positions that a driver can realistically finish in um compared to Qatar, like you're seeing 15 and a half. That's the first thing I noticed. All the worst drivers are at 15 and a half, which tells us oh, yeah. grid, grid rival thinks there's going to be at least four drivers that don't finish the race, which is probably accurate based on what we saw today. Uh, inexperienced drivers going into the sand trap and then they're done. Uh, I think that's different than the last time they raced here. It seemed like they could get out of the sand last time, but that was certainly not the case today. We saw three safety cars in 19 laps. So it gives you a a hint of um, what we're going to see tomorrow. And then, as you mentioned in the opening, uh, like it's Pirelli has been pretty upfront that they have no clue what's going to happen with the tires and Unreal. they're clearly, clearly quite concerned. So um, I think everybody at, at, at Formula One is being pretty, you know, politically correct, but the weekend has been a total shit show, I think from, from an organizing a race and a quality race perspective, but we don't have to go on to that tangent. We'll just stick to what we think is going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I agree. Um, it, it it that's that's what's making this kind of challenging. Um, pickums or betting, it doesn't matter. It's hard to predict what's going to happen. We've also gone back and forth. Are we thinking two stop? Like last year, probably should have or time before, it should have been two stops. Now they're saying they're calling that they might be requiring three. Um, I think we had some discussions about how long will these tires last. You've not only have they just made it, they made it harder on themselves by giving them only one FP one session. And obviously with the sprint race, you get less allocated tires, which is like, yeah. why, why do we do that? Um, so uh, it's hard to tell what's going to happen. I know we had some of the tire data in our discord and we did spot some inconsistency. I believe someone brought up Alpine Botas and someone else, I can't remember who else that was mentioned. Hulk. May be, is it Hulkenberg? Maybe in a disadvantage tomorrow if there is a required three stop. So do we go and approach it with the there's pot there's is probably going to be a three stop. If so, 
You got Hulkenberg starting in 15th position. They have it priced at 15 and a half. Does that mean Joe has an opportunity to get out of the 20th position? Maybe Magnuson or Logan. Logan's actually. Oh, no, he's 16th. That's right. He's 16th. So not I'm all see- these guys are going to be there. I'm seeing Ocon and Perez and Gasly and Alonso all have their hearts as well as Stroll and then all of the top seven guys all have a pair of new hearts um, on the medium front sorry this chart is so a little bit does. yeah it looks like if I could find somebody with two X's yeah, there's nobody with a new medium and a new and a new hard, which is interesting. You basically had to choose which which tire to sacrifice in FP1. Yeah, most of uh, there's only one team I think that ran hards, two. So Albon, this is brand new mediums. So Albon has some mediums. Yeah, yeah, but he's struggling. He's been struggling all weekend, man. Bottas, Sonoda. Um, both the Haas, both the Alfa Romeos, both the Williams, and both the Alfataris. The guy I'm gonna guess it's the guys who went out early in the sprint qualifying. I'm I'm very tempted. Like the my one thing I like to do is, I and it's not just the grid rival or pickums app is if I spot something where I'm like that caught my eye immediately, I'm going to latch onto that thing. It's the first play. It's Sergio Perez at six and a half. I mean, this is probably the one time I say, if I fade him, if I go worse than six and a half, it's the one time he's probably going to get freaking podium too. But he has shown me nothing. He's literally shown me nothing to say to give me that confidence <laughs> that he will be at at six and a half or higher. I know that sounds like very amateur-ish style, but really, seriously, what has he shown us recently to make us think that way? But does he have the tires? Number one, I do like Red Bull's strategy. It's up there with mercedes top-notch strategy right they rarely they rarely mess up i'm all i'm just like my approach just in general tomorrow is what is the safest bets take the ones that know strategy red bull and mercedes right yeah yeah you want the drivers that are reliable and aren't gonna try to pass three wide like Perez today. Um, like to me, Hamilton at three and a half. Yeah. Exactly. Almost is like, I don't like taking those three and a halfs. Let me just tell you that. I think oh, really? those, those are uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. But Hamilton better seems like the way to go. How does he mess up? What is the way he messes up? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that truthfully. Um, but but uh I think a lot could happen. I mean him and Russell, know. him and Russell going into each other, of course. <laughs> Fighting each other because Russell is second. I'm just worried if there's three pit stops 
anyone that from, really shakes things up anyone from the third row back well here let me let me let me get off the screen well okay let's here, let's talk about this okay so you have to, to i mean le- legitimately you have the top teams just sitting there in the top six you have a ferrari you have an aston martin you have a you have piastri Mm-hmm. Hamilton, Russell, Verstappen. What? Let's let's talk. Let's forget about Verstappen tires. Who has the advantage? If there is a three stopper, who has the advantage? So, Mercedes is going to lose a half second every pit stop. So, if there's an extra two, one and a half pit stops, you lose a second that way. Um, but. Do you trust Mercedes team strategy and driver skill, which they have an edge in um, one just based on the talent of their guys, but also I think they're the only ones that are side by side. So mm-hmm. and they're in points mode, like they got to rain wrestle in because every time he gets eyes for winning a race, like you saw that sprint today. Yeah. He was just yeah. like, I'm going to like, I'm, He's just talking himself up how good he was, and he ends up like barely beating Lewis, who started twelfth or thirteenth. It's like settle down, man. He's he's choked a lot recently when he's at the top, and I know today it was mostly just tires, but still, um, in the moment, he you can tell he gets busy mentally and uh, yeah, starts uh, like calling off the plan, and his engineers clearly. Today there there was like two of them on the radio like yeah no we're not coming in for a pissed off bro like settle down and that was that was a stupid call like why would you do that what yeah do you, but I you mean... can tell in his head he's almost like signs where he thinks he knows better than his team which isn't mm-hmm. like you just don't see that yeah. even even if yeah. Max and Lewis and Alonso feel that way you like Alonso's maybe had one slip up all year so anyways my point is um I'm kind of rambling here but I think Lewis is safe like Lewis Alonso and Max are the three guys that aren't going to go off the track on this Mm. you know newly resurfaced track um after that probably looking at guys like bottas and albon that can can kind of bring it home safely so drivers drivers i would i would uh back are at the top of the grid and the bottom of the grid so the front two rows and then from there the more talented drivers i think lewis better than three and a half we can agree on mercedes is going to manage this race um Mm -hmm. And uh, Alonso and Leclerc are going to hold up the McLarens. At least one of them, because like Norris starting in 10th. And Alpine's no slouch this weekend either. And I think they're right beside each other. So, well, what about Norris, though? Norris got his lap time deleted. He should have been, what, second, wasn't it? Or third? Let's just say top, somewhere in the top three. Second. Yeah. Yeah. If he's supposed to be four and a half, if they play their cards right i know they had some issues today um or during qualifying i believe but he could he get to could he get back into the top four he has to pass botas Ocon, gasly zone teammate ferrari alonso if there's three stops you would have to imagine they're going to try to under cut and it seems like they the the common theme with norris is that he's been behind piastri in a few qualifying sessions and going into the race but he ends up ahead of him i know piastri is a little bit more he's harder on his tires maybe we have the answer right there do we fade piastri well like 
one, I'm just want to pull up the soft tire data and I know mm. speculating on team strategy never works out well. Cause they just have so many more resources. They run the simulators and you know, mm. you, you and I kind of spitballing, we'll never touch their plans, but like true. Wouldn't true. you want to start on softs and assume one of the new drivers is going off in the first 10 laps for a safety car. Like you plan for a safety car in the first 10 laps. So your first pit is going to be from softs to hards or mediums. They were able to do a solid 10 laps. I sounded like, I know there were some safety cars, but it sounded like that. You got some guys and with. And then you said what we said mediums can go what? 20 some laps. 25. Uh, yeah. they Yeah. Well, I guess was today they were up against softs. You couldn't really track. By the time they got warmed up and everything, I mean they mm-hmm. the guys on mediums were 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 flying at by the end. So it looks like your guy Lewis has a new set of softs, which would make sense because he went out in Q two. Yeah, um, today in sprint, and then same with signs because he went out in Q two of qualifying. So Hamilton with his new set of softs to start off this race. Uh, what does Lewis have? Or sorry, Russell. Because Russell's on softs today, so he doesn't even... Looking it up right now. Yeah, he's down bad. He only has a... Two Here, here's guys. here's what I will do. I will screen share so that people can see what we have in the Discord. Yeah, this is all... All these stats and resources are available for free in our Discord. So if you're planning your slips, it's all in one easy spot. Boom. Look at so that. Um, what I'm talking about, thank you, Capper. On the far right, it was a little confusing to read, but those zeros mean zero laps mm-hmm. on their tires. Mm-hmm. The X right X means yep. completely brand new. So I think zeros might have mean meant they went out for like a warm-up lap or something. I don't really know. But anyways, science has a zero and Hamilton has a zero, as well as obviously the back of the grid, because they didn't make it to Q3. So they didn't need to burn that set. So when you see Hamilton's zero and he's starting from third. Uh, you got to think he's in good shape. Plus, he's got a brand new set of hards. Yep. And a brand new set of mediums. Mm-hmm. There you go. So right there, tire strategies, or sorry, tire availability is going to go his way. Plus skill. Plus he's in the f- second row. Um, Cars capable. We know that. Third, right? Yeah, he's third. Now, that's the one thing I don't like about Pickums right now. Uh, and the Pickums is taking that guy that's already in that spot. But in this situation, I think. Well, the the evens is, are the dirty side of the track. Because, like, Norris had a terrible lift today. Yeah, but he also was on a cold set of mediums. So that's what we learned about the mediums today was. Right. It took it. It was not just one or two laps. It took a little bit more, and then of course, with the safety car, brought them back. Right, they needed a couple more laps, and then when they actually had five or six laps, softs were burning out. You saw that those those mediums were kicking in perfectly for them. So, but I like that what Love you that. said though. He has every combo of uh, of tire combination he needs. Um let's just hypothetically say that it ended up being like a four stopper for whatever reason, because <laughs> whatever the reason may be, but he still has an option. He still has a set of softs that can last. That's only got one lap on it. He's got a few sets of mediums that have some life on it. 
if you can get if you can pull 25 out of the mediums 25 or let's just i'm sorry let's just say 20 out of the mediums you got plenty of options outside of that like the hard should not give you any issues to last for 25 laps well how many laps is this race anyways what 50 57 59 high 50s high 50s so you're already at that 50 mark and then you have a pair of softs so i think you're right man like i think that is okay approach lewis three and a half better three and a half i feel like in for our listeners I don't typically do these, but this is for this weekend specifically. You have to. And by the way, if you have any questions, if you can tag us even on Twitter, you can DM us. I'll even tell you because most of the time, one thing I love about Grid Rivals is they'll send a push notification to let you know that they've updated the lines. They're one of the fastest to update the lines to. They get it out there by like a Monday or a Tuesday. So that's like the first thing I'm loading up and I'm trying to get my cards in before they actually adjust. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, there's lots of line, lots of value early when they first drop the lines for sure. Let's talk about then you said, let's, let's come, let's combine with them. Oh, okay. Who's, who's at a disadvantage between Ocon and Gasly? One of those two is definitely not hitting nine and a half. They're both nine and a half. <laughs> I'd love. Yeah, you're right. To yeah, take let's one. focus on that. Um, it sounds like it sounds like Gasly's the fade because Gasly. Well, I mean, he does have a new medium, new, new set of hards, but all the rest of his tires are kind of. Hmm. Ocon at least has, yeah. Ocon's kind of in the same position, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ocon got robbed today. Um, Where is Ocon starting actually? And they're both right next to each other, seven and eight. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So seven hmm. eight plus Norris, Perez, and Signs in theory anyway. Puts them yeah, pushes them back. Tenth and eleventh. Take this the guy who's in behind a spot. So Ocon? Man, I don't know if I want to do that is one I want to th- I want to do a two card though I want to focus one on them. Well, so maybe Ocon. What worse? What do the sports books have their head to head at? I'm just going to pull up at three sixty five. See it. Yeah, Ocon is plus one ten to Gasly at minus one fifty. So there's your tiebreaker. Um, you know, for the listeners, you kind of us. Take a top-down approach. Look at other sharp sports books that you trust. Trust their data. Trust their projections. Obviously, they do it for a living. Mm-hmm. It just as a tiebreaker. You don't necessarily have to use them as a Bible. Um, but that's what I suggest doing in this case, unless you have something you like or don't like about one specific driver, Capper. I know Gasly's better looking, so harder to fade him. No, no, I, I, I don't. I'm actually indifferent to both this weekend, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's a great um, word for how to approach them just they've been kind of like next to each other i feel like um Mm -hmm. one of them that i did want to call out was albon he has he's got a similar situation to hamilton he's got he's actually got two sets of mediums that he could use 
Sunoda does. Oh, Jesus. Stroll does. What is Strolls? Strolls is 14 and a half. Do you actually think he can pull it together in a race? So Stroll's line, I think, is 14 and a half on prize picks. So it's about the same. Mark well, is saying the same. He's 13 and a half on grid rival. And I think grid rival's right. Uh, no, it's, it's, it shows 14 and a half on mine. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, it's 14 and a half. Who was I looking at at 13 and a half then? 13 and a half on mine. Maybe it moved. But mine shows 14 and a half. If it's 14 and a half, that's an under for me. He's only 16th or something, isn't he? He's not in 20th. Maybe I'm drunk. 17th. With Sergeant and Hulk in front of him. Like, we got a couple free squares. You know what I'm thinking, man? You want you want my wild one? You want the one that I think that maybe people will think I'm crazy about? I'm thinking Piastri worse than four and a half. So... Alonso, keep in mind, Alonso is also worse than four and a half, which is so pretty, Alonso. pretty awful line. Sorry, five and a half. Like, is Alonso really going to stay in the top five? I Whichever. think Alonso was taken off of grid rivals. Now I'm looking at it. Oh, you're on your phone. I, I am. I'm looking at it on my phone live. Okay, so Stroll bumped up to 14 and a half. Yeah, so some of the... That's a thing of beauty. Yeah. So maybe... You are thinking better, though, right? Than 14 and a half? Yeah, he can can pass uh, Hulk, whose tires will die. And he doesn't have that much for good tires. He has zero hearts. Yeah, he's in trouble. And then he can pass um, Sergeant. Like, Sergeant Mm -hmm. would be in in the gravel. Stroll kept it together today, um, but maybe that's just because he started so far back. He just needs to get one on-track pass, and then there will be like a DNF in front of him. And then he'll get Hulk like on a pit stop because Haas just shred through tires and take three and a half second pits. Like Stroll will gain three seconds on Hulkenberg just on the pit stops alone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like... <laughs> So far, we're going in with Hamilton better and Stroll better. I don't feel super confident in those plays, but I'm not. But I think that is one that you can combine. Um, I am looking. I did take a, just a quick, a quick, uh, a quick look at the matchups to see if Alonzo was there. Alonzo is there, but they have him combined in the matchups with Albon, with Albon, uh, a seven and a half gap. So. For the listeners, when you see the plus, mm-hmm. you know, seven and a half, which is next to Albon's name, they're saying Albon will be within better or worse of seven and a half positions of Alonso. So do you think he they will be with will he be further or closer to Alonso in this situation? I don't think I want to play with that, but I do want to go back to Alonso. You're saying he'll fade. He will 
fade to maybe what eight, seven or eight. Definitely Given not that, four and a half, whatever you opened at. It's crazy. Um, damn, I kind of, I kind of wish I did look at my app to see that, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> five and a half. That was the one. So he's not, he's not passing the three guys in front of him. So he's starting fourth. So for him to be fifth or better, um, I just got to talk about like the amount of dns there's going to be tomorrow and how but we can't predict those we can't predict them we can kind of lean into it though like we don't know who it's going to be but we know there's going to be probably at least four cars out so playing any worse slips is going to be risky um which is why like sergeant is at 15 and a half like you should look at that and be like 15 and a half that's gross there's no way he's going to be the you know, better than five drivers, but there's going to be five accidents or four accidents, which is why that's his line. Um, mm. And the other thing I wanted to bring up, which is to our benefit, is the rival, the underdog side of the rivals. So if we have tons of DNFs, like Sergeant plus 14 and a half to Max Verstappen is an extreme example of this situation. But if Sergeant is that finished, what they have is that the, what they have at UD? Uh no, this is grid rival or the screenshot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Yeah, no worries. Just for the listeners, I'm Canadian, so I can't even access these pick em lines yet. It's not <laughs> they haven't launched up here, so I'm just looking at stale screenshots. So my apologies. But anyways, you got the worst driver paired with the best driver in this rivalry. So Sergeant plus 14 and a half. If there's only 15 drivers that finish, he automatically wins. If he's 15th, minus 14 and a half would put him at 0.5 compared to Max's first place, and he wins. So he's got he's got an out there of just simply finishing tomorrow. He's got also got the out. It hasn't happened a lot in 2023, but if Max has an engine problem or makes a mistake and he's not in first. Like if he finishes second or third, obviously, um, then that goes to in Logan's favor as well. Like if if Max finishes worse than fifth or sixth, this line automatically wins, which has been a non-factor this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's just the most extreme example. I'm not saying to play that one. That one feels very trappy. But like Alex Albon plus seven and a half to Fernando Alonso. Albon's individual line is... 11 and a half. So what's 11 and a half minus, or sorry. Yeah. 11 mm-hmm. and a half minus seven and a half is fourth. So they're assuming Alonso is going to be fourth. Like that's gross. We should probably jump all over that. Cause Albon will finish. If he, again, always a DNF risk with every single driver. For sure. For sure. More yeah. DNF risk in the midfield because they're trapped compared to the start of the grid and the back of the grid. Albon is, Starting right in the middle. He's starting right? 14th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smack in the middle. If there's an accident in front, he can't dodge it. If somebody crams him or rear ends him, like the least skilled drivers are at the back. They're the ones mm-hmm. that are going to late break and steer into him. So high DNF risk, but his rival against Alonso looks very strong. If he finishes the race, we have to assume he finishes ahead of Sargent. Um, both Haas's, probably at least one, Alfa at least one, of the Alfa Romeos 
that line, like 11 and a half is a fair line, but his rival is, is um, off price. Because a lot, they, they're inflating Alonzo's value. Yeah, I'm still stuck on Piastri, man. I'm not going to lie. The I think one of my favorite ones, now that we've talked about Hamilton and just in this entirety of it, one of my favorite plays on grid rivals right now is the matchup Hamilton over Piastri by one and a half. I honestly now believe... We're talking. <laughs> I believe that is one of the plays that needs to be, be combined with something else, and that's going to be the winner. Got to find that second winner. So, what is it about Piastri that makes you want to just him? just uh, in a race? He continuously like he showed us how well he was today with without pits. Um, he had medium set of tires too, right? Or did he have the soft? Uh, when he started mediums because Russell passed them on softs. He had, he had mediums, right? So the mediums we saw came through, they were fine. Like every single person, we know that it didn't matter which driver you had a set of mediums. You were passing that person on softs. One downfall to Piastri is he is definitely harder on his tires than his teammate. And it's, it's shown he's been awesome in one lap, just quality sim runs He's been awesome in, you know, small sample runs, five laps. You can see it on the in the data with practices. And then you saw it today with how well he did with 20. But put him in a race and he's got to fight people. He's got to do different things. Fuel load is much different and he's sure. pushing hard. He's going to be harder on his tires. And we go back and we've been spent a lot of time talking about Hamilton and I don't need to rehash that. We know he, and we're implying he's going to stay in that top three. Do we really think Piastri is going to just continue to stay up the field or he's going to have to sit here and battle Leclerc, Alonzo, the two Alpine bros. Yeah. And then yeah. Norris, his own teammate, Science Perez, like he's still got to fight those guys. Right. And then do we really think he's going to win that battle? And then on top of that, his tire situation is not the same as Hamilton's. Yeah, and T-Man brought up a good point. Their straight line speed has always been their weakness. They are they have to qualify well and then defend their position, usually yeah. to the likes of Mercedes. Well, in this case, Mercedes is in front of them. Yeah. So the top three is probably spoken for. And then, yeah, Leclerc is going to be tough to pass. Alonso is never easy to pass, even if he's in an inferior car. And then he's got his own teammate, yep. which will, you know, by the halfway point, yeah, McLaren will be figuring out how to overcut or undercut <laughs> Piastri to get Norris in front of him. Well, I don't know, maybe not, maybe not after today. They view him more as equals, but yeah, like yes, uh, Piastri isn't far enough out of the trouble. Like guys like uh, Russell and Hamilton will be insulated from the surge from signs Perez and Norris coming from 10th to 13th, 10th and 13th, all the way up the grid. Um, they're going to have to battle through Piastri and through Leclerc. So they got a tough task. So that's going to insulate the Mercedes very nicely. It's going to make mm -hmm. Alonso's life a lot easier and it's going to make Piastri's life a living hell. And I think fading him in general. Um, yeah. There's a risk. He gets tangled up. There's going to be sure. a lot of, there's going to be a lot of, overtakes in that 
back half of the Q3 people. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We've been noodling on this for a little while. I think we can probably keep going. But I wanted to see if you wanted to input anything in terms of your pit stops with prize picks very quickly. I know you are. Let's confirm our grid rival slip then. Okay, there you go. Let's do that. Here's what I have. Okay, go for it. Hamilton better, three and a half. We've talked ourselves into that one. Yeah. All all show long. Albon rival over Alonso. It's my favorite play. My second favorite play is Stroll better than 14 and a half. And then the other one that you talked about is either Ocon or Gasly worse, which you're, you're thinking you're going to build a couple slips with each. I think so. I um, And I'm tempted to, and then I was looking at the matchups to their, it's basically the same. It's implying that nine and a half, but the Leclerc, uh, Leclerc is paired with Gasly at three and a half. And I think they have Leclerc being at six and a half with Gasly nine and a half, right? So there's an implied three and a half there. So do I really think Leclerc is going to be better or worse? So I'm thinking of doing that Hamilton matchup with either one. I was thinking maybe I pair it with one of your favorites. Um, you said your first favorite is Albon 14 and a half. Albon rival. Or Albon, I'm sorry, seven and a half, not 14 and a half, seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually very tempted to do that as my matchup card. And I'm going to do that potentially and then do, because I can't combine, you can't do Hamilton and then Hamilton again. So just FYI, you can't, I can't do two Hamiltons. Otherwise I would have done that. Um, Then do maybe Hamilton with three and a half and then stroll four. 14 and a half better and then pick another two carter between Gasly uh and Ocon. We said Ocon though, right? That was the one that was probably going to be the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I can't play on this app, but I would do Hamilton better, Ocon worse, Albon rival and or, Stroll Stroll better. Or is today the day that I say F the two Carters? Let me just do these top five. It's not the track for it, but if um yeah, like unit allocation, <laughs> put a full unit in in a couple, maybe two or well, three combos of a two legger, and then do one half unit for a five legger. Yeah, so unfortunately I can only do ten dollars now per card. So I'm gonna have to just do multiple to get myself to a unit. Yeah, okay. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna book this card because I want to split my matchups. I'm gonna do Hamilton with Stroll better. The Hamilton against Piastri matchup, Stroll better. That's one. It's in. Hold on. It's asking for my location. Let me show everyone. Hold on. It's still saving. It's still saving. Boom. Entry confirmed. Good luck. Yes, I'll charge my phone. (laughs) Very nice. That's one. Okay. I was going to show what the app looked like, too, in the app store. Just Mm -hmm. for anybody wondering. 
And then I'm going to do Hamilton with. There it is. Yes, there it is. That beautiful thing. It's beautiful. Love okay. this app, man. So I'm pulling awesome. up underdog and price picks while you do that. Yes, you do that while I keep looking at some of those crude rivals. I feel like I got to just do one of these bottom feeders, man. So this is where it gets fun. Because you're 15 and a half. Just wait until you see these underdog lines, man. Yeah, let me let me see. Let me see what you got. Let's go see. Can I share my screen? Oh yeah. All right, there we go. So exactly what we said before. We're Damn. giving grid rival advice. Like you're gonna want to juice your back grid guys to lower lower finishing positions if you think there's gonna be a lot of DNFs. Underdog didn't get the memo on that. So underdog mm-hmm. is, is floating sergeant better at 17 and a half compared to 15 and a half on grid rival. And again, grid rival is new, so we can't assume that they're they're any smarter than anybody else. This is just mm. our our own our own opinions on how we think the race is going to go. Joe at 17.0, which Joe's starting at the very back. So if somebody in front of him wipes out, he gets to just slow down and chill under safety car, and he got a free position without passing anybody. Whereas if, uh, say, Mercedes, that happens, and there's a wipeout in the midfield, they don't gain any positions. So betting these backer guys is huge when there's going to be lots of DNFs. Kevin Magnuson, 17.0. Don't love that line, but it's again, it's better than Grid Ravel. And then same with Nico Hulkenberg at 16.5. They agree with you that Alpine will do well to get a point. Uh, Alonso is up to 6.0 on Six. here. Mm-hmm. And then Stroll, same line. So, so everybody has the same opinion on Stroll. The problem with this card, if I play all of these guys, is that it has a lot of the drivers that aren't very good so they're not like one of them's going to dnf so i'll just definitely i'll just insure it and throw 10 bucks on it that is how we bake up a nice back grid under you saw it live i don't have any opinion on any of these drivers i'm just playing the macro and it's interesting too how they've priced it it's like they're just two spots lower on grid rival than what underdog has because they have all these at like 17 and a half, 17. All those same guys were like 15 and a half on grid rivals. Yeah. Where are they? Right here. Yeah. Right there. So I, um, you were looking at the back grid guys. That's why I had to cut you off because we got to do a bit of line shopping on the pickums. Mm-hmm. There's enough, there's enough options now where you can, uh, you know, if you wanted to, if you loved Hulkenberg because he's a good driver, even though he has um, his tires are, race. Uh, yeah, tire, <laughs> tire dag is a huge problem. I'm excited for those guys in Austin with their upgrades. Uh, but the point being, if if you love him or you love Joe, you you should be playing it on the the softer line, which is underdog. Yeah, seventeen. So you heard it first. So we don't have to All say right. much else about. Unless there's any other lines that hop out at you, Signs is up to seven and a half on here. I know he's six and a half on on Grid Rival. I had a note on him. Like, is Carlos Signs really gonna crack the top six from from twelfth? Is he that guy? 
Oh man. Um looking at this grid. The thing with the thing, I think there's a correlation between signs and the Alpines mm. more than anything. Burn. I just think that if you're going to say Carlos Sainz is going to be at that six and a half, seven and a half, then one of those guys is not going to be there, if not both. Mm -hmm. uh, same could be said, I guess, with Perez as well. So, and then right. and that's exactly yeah. how they have it priced. So, Perez is six and a half. And what is he on underdog? He's not even on underdog. Um, yeah, so so to Capper's point, these apps pay out at two to one. So on grid rival, or even let's do it on underdog just because that's what I can actually click on. So I'm not actually going to book this ticket, but you can say there's no room for Ocon in the top 10 if, sorry, he's way up here, if signs fits in. So basically we're saying signs is going to do good and we're going to get paid out two to one. Pays up, pays up to three times. So it pays you your initial plus two units. So that's uh, like we were looking at rivalries today for the sprint. And it's like Alonzo over Hamilton at even money. Alonzo over Hamilton at minus 150. It wasn't the exact same bet, but on the pick -em apps, you could go Alonzo better and Hamilton worse. And their lines were the same. There is some instances where Alonzo could still beat Hamilton and they'd both be better. Or they'd both be worse. But um you know, for like twice as much return, you can sometimes look to these pick maps, which have, they pay out the exact same. If, if you get your two picks, right, no matter what the line is compared to books where they, they adjust the payout, but they don't adjust the finishing position. So just some nuance, if you have access to sports books and pick -ems. So that's my rant. I don't know um, if there's anything else you love besides our back. Uh, no, I think that the only other thing to point out was Albon is, you know, 13 and a half on underdog 11 and a half here. So, um, I, I were, I just yes. stressed about that one. I think that if I'm going to do better, yes, exactly. I would do better there because of his tire situation. Of course we can sit here and beat a dead horse about, uh, DNFs, but I don't want to think about DNFs in the, in, in this right now, though, he has had his squirrely moments in the race um, for sure. But I think, or in the weekend, I should say, but in the race, maybe he gets it together. I don't know. Um, but again, I, I think I need to remove that from my mind and think, just look at the numbers. What does the number say? So, um, sure. Albon better. Yeah. Joe, the only thing I don't like about the 17 and is, I like the hooks in these for yeah. sure. It would be yeah. nice, but prize picks pays out a hook at 1.5. So if Albon hits for me and Joe pushes prize picks pays out underdog refunds, no matter what happens. So if uh, Albon loses and Joe lands right on 17, I'll get a refund. If he wins all. Yeah. refund. So yeah, I yeah. agree with cap. Don't play the point zeros on here. Um, but yeah, like so after this, I'll be building a couple different combos like yeah. Bottas better, Albon better. Um, oh, it's just kind of glitched on me there. Yeah, and I plan Lawson to just better, bulk better, just back grid unders. And I'm just saying the midfield's going to crash and these guys are going to yeah. float up to their finishing positions for free. One of them might crash, though. That's the risk.
I do like that call out though, man. Um, never really tried to think of it that way as much, but definitely do like that. Oh yeah, you got uh, some price picks too. Thirteen and a half. That's what Albon was, right? Sorry, my yeah. brain is thirteen and a half there, and eleven and a half from Grid Rivals. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's a bit of um, yeah. and explain the overtake points so our listeners know. So price picks is. There's, there's scumbags. Price picks, instead, <laughs> yeah. of, instead of just offering you straight lines, they do silly stuff like this. Um, or the other thing they'll do is like, you see Grid Rival did better or worse. You just know that 11th or better, 11th, 10th, 9th is better, and 12th, 13th, 14th is worse. These guys will do more or less and make you do the math and uh, hope you screw something up. There's been guys in our Discord where they'll, they'll put less when it's finishing position thinking that they're fading the person, but they're actually backing them because less means like first, second, one, two, or three grid position is a smaller number than four or five or six. So yeah, something to be aware of. Price picks also doesn't pay out as much as other pick em apps. They don't have to, they're the market leader, but overtake points is simply your starting position. Sorry, your finishing position minus your starting position or the other way around. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if he finishes 12th and he started 14th, it's his starting position minus his finishing position. That would be 2.0 overtake points. He would clear this line. The other thing is, if he's starting in front of his teammate and gets passed by his teammate, he loses half a point. If he starts behind him and passes him, he gains a half a point. So there's a slight danger with these ones. So, um, sorry, I'm in the I'm in the points. But uh, Lando Norris, for example, could get a half point bonus for passing Piastri. Piastri can only lose a half point because he's starting in front of Norris. It is an actual live on track overtakes because that would actually take some effort from the bookies to actually watch the race and like go through the FIA documents. They're too lazy for that. So if you're actually thinking like Norris can definitely pass five people in that race, in this race, it's totally free. He's, he's fine at overtaking. I mean, science is great at it. He'll have fresh tires at the start of the race. That's not how they tally it, <laughs> unfortunately, but an app like grid rival in the future, will have stuff like that. How many on track overtakes will you see from this driver in this race? Like that's, that's actually fun for motorsports fans, right? They can predict that stuff. But um, unfortunately, we take what we can get with these kind of all sports pick em apps. And uh, as Capper mentioned earlier, there's only so many options. We only have five here, another five yeah. here. So we got 10. We got half the grid. Yeah, probably won't do any, to be honest with you. I probably won't even touch price picks for this weekend. Um, I'm going to stick to the ones that are giving me options like grid rivals. I'll probably do maybe one underdog. We'll see. Um, honestly, my I've had more success with grid rivals than the other two this year, for sure. Um, it's been very, very, very hit or miss with prize picks with F1. Same with underdog, I would even say. And in grid rivals, <laughs> it's been solid. Solid for me. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, these yeah, pick-ems are a grind, for sure. You can... You're losing better, but or sorry, you you can be a losing player like record wise. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all pick and players are, but still be in profit. Uh, you you're dealing with five five pick tickets that pay out twenty times, so you just have to be right more than one in twenty times. So you're on a yeah. ten game ten game losing streak, and you win the eleventh one. You're a profitable pick and player, so don't get too discouraged or down on yourself. That's how they get you is is by the losing. But uh, there's money to be made here, especially these apps specifically underdog and prize picks 
they don't have dedicated F1 guys. They have, they have guys that make lines for motorsports and half a dozen other things. If it's 15 minutes before the race and you hear a driver is taking a grid penalty or he's starting on hards and everybody else is starting on softs, like you can hop on here, find like three or four pairs and just absolutely load up on the guy. That's where we make our most money. So, uh, or if last second it's going to rain, that's when you want to go to pit stop overs and back grid unders and, uh, yeah, all those, all those variance angles. That's, that's how we can beat the bookies is, is on the news and on, on beating them when to the line when they're slow. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just going to say quickly, Russell is at 3.0 equivalent on here. So you have to translate. He's at 3.0. I think everyone else is at the same. Gasly is at 10.0. So don't play Gasly on here, play him on underdog or prize picks. If you want to back him or fade him. Alonzo eight and a half is five and a half. So that one's pretty consistent. And then the overtakes just quickly. Oops, sorry. I seriously hate that they do that at one point. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fun because it matches up with the actual points that drivers. Yeah, I get it. Out, I get but, it. But yeah, that's actually worth noting. They do pay out the fastest lap point too on price picks. So if you fade a guy and he gets fastest lap and you lose, that's why. Piastri four and a half. Norris. Norris is four and a half too. That's interesting. What was what was Norris on the other apps? Four and a half. Okay. Or well, sign well, seven point zero. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, four and a half. Mm-hmm. Albon twelve and a half, right in the middle. Okay. You want to talk pit stops and then call it a night? Yeah. Yeah. Get to the pits, man. Sweet. That's so, probably one I will play. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually they uh, they did bump a couple on us. They haven't bumped them much. Um, but they must have got enough action that they went this for us. Live. So this is live. This is our our sheet tracking all season, and also uh, this is last season as well. They didn't race here, so not totally relevant this weekend. In general, though, in the Middle East, the tires are hot. Um, that won't necessarily be the case because they're they're going to have to pit three times, so the tires won't be as hot. But in general, when the tires are hotter, the gunners have a harder time getting them off. So you might gain a slight edge, or if it's raining, the tires are slippery. They have to. Use those big wet tires, which are heavier. They almost always go over. Tomorrow we're in the desert. It ain't raining. Um, overs have a slight advantage on the season, fifty-four and a half percent to forty-four and a half percent. And then there's also you get a 50, if you play overs, there's a fifteen percent chance that it'll be a botched pit stop that goes over five seconds. So in general, play the overs on on price picks pit stops. Um, there's just more outs for overs in general. The the host knows it. Everybody likes to back people. Nobody likes to play under unders. Life is too short for unders or whatever they say. Um, but don't be afraid to 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 fade your driver in this case. Like like over and under is reverse, but you know what I mean. Don't be afraid to fade a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the one driver that that is looking good is Sonoda. He's at two point eight five, and uh, he's been crushing it two point four. He hasn't even made it to first pit the two races prior to that. Um, but the other indicator we look at is the other teammate and, uh, Lawson has been spanking the pits since he's, he's come into formula one. I think some of these are Daniel Ricardo's too, but in general, his team is doing great. So, um, Sonoda's line still has value at it 2.85. That's the only one we're on. Ocon's was looking good at 2.65. They bumped it up to 2.7. So I just want to see what that does. All of a sudden he's only been over one in once in the last three races and twice in the last five. So we'll stay away from that one for now. Uh, Max Verstappen. So something happened to Red Bull because they were fire at the start of the year. Look at all these blues. 
Mm-hmm. 2.1, 2.3, 2.2. They have the only 1.9 on the season. But look at the last six, seven races. I don't know if it's because Max has been so dominant. They just take their time. They slow down a bit. But uh, Max specifically hasn't gone under this line in the last five races, and he's only gone under it once in the last seven. So you can really see the trend drop off from kind of mid-start season. Look at all these blues in the last few races. Checo's fallen off too. He hasn't been under 2.3 in a while. These big, long pit stops usually are from front-wing damage, which <laughs> you might recall he, he did a bit of that in Japan. He's driving bumper cars. So Max Verstappen over is the other one. And then... Um, we I guess it's a goat fade special. You fade Max Verstappen, you fade Lewis Hamilton. He's at 2.85. Uh, you can see here, yes, he's gone under three of the last five. Um, but the trend line shows us that they don't go under 2.85 very often. Like they their range, mm-hmm. I should say, is so you're talking means versus mediums, uh median, excuse me. 2.76 is their bottom, and their top is more like 3.2. 3.22 3.18 type range and that's consistent with russell as well so looks like he'll probably go over on his first pit stop so those are my my uh pit stops we were gonna do ocon but they bumped it on us so we'll do max my computer is glitching max where's yuki not fading the goat yuki just the other goats lewis those were the two i said right Yep. Uh, I yep. think we were, yep. we were looking at Lance Stroll too, but he, I'll show you that one very quickly just to wrap up. Um, yeah, Lance Stroll, I was on his over last time and he, he cooked me at 2.47, but in general, Dang, that, just got you. That team mm-hmm. is fading as well. Um, but who knows? I'm, I try, I try to keep the narratives out of the pit stops. Like, oh, this guy's looking for revenge. He's going to get his pit stop under this time. Let's, let's back his under on pit stops. Like, it doesn't work like that. Like every driver wants to win. Every pit crew wants to show well. Um, just just keep the human motivation out of it. This late in the season, all the pit crew are trying to do a good job because they know it's contract renewal season for them for next year. It's basically their tryout. So all eyes are on them. Just assume they're going to try to do their best. Don't don't think just because Lance Stroll had a bad qualifying, he's going to have a good pit stop or a bad pit stop. He's not. Like driver performance on track stays out of it. What you mm-hmm. want to look for is trends when they show up in that pit box. Are they good? Are they good at parking the tire? Perez is very, very good at it. Uh, it's really the only thing he's better than than uh, Max Verstappen at. The other guy who was very good at it was uh, Daniel Ricciardo, that showed up last year. He had a lot. He had a lot of good pit stops: two point four, two point three, two point two. He had a couple fastest ones for the season. That's our entire list for the season. That's how we pull our averages. No, but obviously Ricardo isn't here. So Lawson in his place has done a great job, but they nerfed his line on us. He's down to like 2.6 already. So there you have it. There's your three pit stops. If you need a fourth, you can roll the dice on that stroll. But uh, that's my play. And and unless you're doing a five pick, always stick to powers. The flex payout 2.25 is just an absolute joke. So mm, stick to the three miserable. flex. Yeah, yeah, right? Let's do it. So that one's booked. Let's have some fun. Let's win some money back tomorrow from the bookies. I like it. Hopefully we'll see. I like that tomorrow it is at noon. So there could be more again, if you're listening, um, just get in the discord. We're both in there. We'll be in there all morning. I mean, it's kind of nice that we don't have to just get up and right then is, is the race. But uh, one quick announcement, we are going to be at the Austin Grand Prix. So you'll get to meet lights and myself. 
We'll be wandering around. We'll actually be hanging out with a bunch of partners actually that are going to be there. Uh, Grid Rival being one of them. So um, come and find us uh, Thursday through Sunday. Basically, we'll be through be there throughout the weekend. Actually, uh, lights will be getting in on Friday, but I will be there on Thursday. So. Um, again, hit us up if you want to come say hi, you want to talk some lines, you want to talk just F1, or you just want to talk Austin, Texas. doesn't matter. We'll be there. So, um, yeah, any last words, man? Yeah, huge, huge shout out for Good Rival for partnering with us on that. We're excited to hang out with those guys in Austin. Uh, we we plan to do some some features all weekend long. Lots of content coming out when we're when we're live there. Interview a few sure. people that we meet up with and do some various features. Obviously, I'll be in Texas, so I can't even play on sports books. I'll be dialed in on the Pickums apps. <laughs> yep, he he will live my life. Although there are ways around with the with the, uh, the bookies, I'll try to help you with. Uh, but anyways, it's been fun, man. I can't wait. This is something that we had talked about continuing to do. And now that we have Grid Rival on board, we want to keep pushing this thing. Um, and obviously me, I'm I'm just sold on what they've they've had as a product and they've sold me on it. And um, yeah, I keep playing it, man. It's a great app. It's the one, the first app I load every week, um, outside of betting, of course. But uh, but no, pleasure. We'll see you tomorrow. Not bright and early. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. We'll right, sleep in. Afternoon one, so, yep. Yes. All right, guys. Awesome. See you in the Discord. Thanks, man. See ya.